0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. This is episode number 196, going live for our beautiful patrons on August 30th, 2021, and for everyone else on September 1st. Uh, it's a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. My name's Stephen. I'm one of those people. It's spelled with a and an A, so you think it's Stefan, but it's actually Stephen. My dad spelled it wrong. Sorry, Dad. Joining me this week is a very special guest. I'm so excited to have Calgary based indie developer Tony Monez. Did I get that right? Munoz. Munoz?
1: Yeah, perfect. The second was perfect. (laughs) Awesome. The second was
0: perfect. All right, second time's the charm. Tony Munoz, hard at work on Last Soul, a side-scrolling pixel art platformer with jetpacks, shields, shooting, slowing down time, and so much more. Uh, You're getting ready to launch the game's Kickstarter soon, but I believe you have a very special announcement about a potential publisher you'd like to make on the show.
1: Oh yeah, uh, this well I, I have to tell you that during the last year we have been trying to contact I think that more than 100 publishers uh, it has been a really busy uh, busy year for for all of us and uh, yeah, we just uh, signed on the uh, last Friday with a bonus stage and we're we're thrilled about that. We're really That's thrilled awesome. about that.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. You're the uh, third game to be picked up by them, I think. Just going off their website, I don't know if they've done other work.
1: It is. Uh, it, it will be a, a third game. Uh, sadly, the first one we we never uh, published um, because mm. well, we'll have some situations with uh, uh, with the with Oculus, and uh, it, it was a game that was centered for kids. And at the end, we, we could, it, Oculus cannot uh, accept uh, games uh, for people under 18 years old because. You know, the headsets, and there are some concerns about them. And, uh, yeah, we, we never released the game. But, yeah, this is this will be the, the
0: third game that we created. Amazing. So super excited to uh, talk more about that later in the show. We'd like to get into Woolum Games and The Last Soul, and you specifically going on making games in Calgary. Uh, but as listeners know, we like to start the show by thanking our amazing patrons, which you can join, patreon.com slash Devs. Shout out to Boris Rabel our latest patron what a name not sure if it's real or not but that's okay Uh, and at the highest tier we'll plug whatever you'd like for the duration of your time at that tier like Eric Beer go to thebotbook.com Eric's looking for speakers sponsors and attendees for Game Slice 2021. Tony have you heard of Game Slice? No I haven't. So it was a in-person event uh, held annually in London Ontario where uh, Digital Extremes often partnered with them they make uh, Warframe Uh, And There's a a growing indie game community in London, Ontario, the second coolest London in the world. Uh, They're back this year for their second online version of Game Slice. Of course, COVID made a bunch of events go online. Uh, So this year, uh, they're going to be doing game demos, uh, uh, lots of workshops, um, speakers, and yeah, there's going to be lots going on. So you can check that out at gameslice.joydrop.co um and yeah back us on patreon for more of that and as we've been plugging for the past couple weeks i want to direct people's attention to the indian residential school survivor society they've been doing amazing work uh you know helping fractured communities you know figure out what happened in the past century of residential schools um they're doing important work and we just wanted to highlight them so those links are in the show notes tony i've got some big news this week i'm going to tease before we get into it uh Randy Pitchford's has opened a new Gearbox studio in Montreal. Who knows what they're working on? Uh, two big Canadian uh, indies coming out, Jet the Far Shore and Nobody Saves the World. Got some release dates and some new details from all those Gamescom streams. So we'll be talking about that. Um, but as those who listen to the show, like you, Tony, also thanks for listening to the show. It's, it's so cool whenever I make nice. these and re-record these and I put them out there and you just never hear about what people think <laughs> and then someone's like hey i listened to the podcast it was good and that's like "Whoa, that feels really cool
1: it's, I, I think it's fantastic dude uh and and i think that that we need this kind of initiatives to you know to boost the, the industry all all around canada here in calgary we are not as lucky as i don't know montreal mm. or 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 bc you know uh mm-hmm. but definitely it's 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 just starting to move uh and i think that the crisis that we are having right now is is helping us and having initiatives like yours is it's really amazing well
0: thank you it's important to shop local you know
1: yeah yeah
0: absolutely (laughs) Uh, we got, speaking of local, a couple uh, studios are looking for some jobs. So Jean Leggett, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. She's going to be looking for a part-time producer in a couple months. So people go follow her on Twitter for more details on that. Uh, and Bellwood Studios is looking for a senior game developer in the Unity engine. We kind of joked about this on last week's show, but uh, game job posts often throw around the term senior. And I've seen job posts list the senior <laughs> as like eight to 10 years experience. And I've seen others list like three to five years uh, there's no years on this one, but they just are looking for someone who's an expert in Unity, C-Sharp, Dots, and has a familiarity with a lot of management games like SimCity, Crusader Kings, etc. So
1: basically, uh, so. if Akita started on Unity in 12 and he's 22, then he's a senior,
0: correct? Basically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what are you making the last soul in? I'm sorry? What are you making last soul in? Uh, which uh-huh. engine? Oh,
1: Unity, Unity. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Would
0: you absolutely. say you're a senior Unity uh, oh, developer? <laughs> uh,
1: well, according to that, I'm just about.
0: <laughs> excellent, excellent. <laughs> I love that. Uh, so all of those are on the site, canadianoves.com slash jobs, as well as in the show notes. Uh, we also got some events coming up. Uh, is there a lot of industry events in Calgary, Tony?
1: Uh, no, sadly, no. Uh, not at the moment. Uh, there are some me- some meetups. Um Two years ago, we have the reboot in um, in Banff, which was oh, amazing. It was an amazing, um, you know, meeting. It's, I think it was the first time that, that we have a so big meeting here in, in in well, close to Calgary. It's not exactly Calgary; it's like a one hour and a half. But it was fantastic, and uh, yeah, we're still waiting for the for the next one. The good mm. thing is that Calgary Economic Development uh, is has been. Pushing the industry after that uh, uh, reboot, uh, which was fantastic. Uh, we're, feeling, we're feeling the love of the Calgary economic industry uh, lately, really, and uh,
0: that's 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 really great. Good. We had a, a student in our Discord uh, get to attend that. They, I think they got a sponsorship. Um, so it was cool to, and they they found out about the sponsorship through our Discord, which felt really cool. And they messaged me after, and they were like, "Yeah, I actually applied to the uh, reboot." Student pass and they got to they got flown out and attended everything. Uh, I forget who sponsored it, but uh, yeah, from, from their account too, it was, a, it was a great event and uh, they learned a lot and were very
1: well, it, excited
0: to go again. In, in, in that, we were like that. I have a friend that told me, Hey, you know,
1: this is the uh, the, the this event, and I think you should you should push you should uh, show the your game. In that case, was Galaxium. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's, let's show it. And then I sent it, and they give me a ticket. It was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. your, your game is very nice, so we're going to send it to a competition, and uh, we're going to give you a ticket so you can come. Over to... Oh, yeah, that's good. That's, that's awesome.
0: Good. <laughs> that's so cool. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, um, in-person events like Reboot are, you know, they, they went away for a while for obvious reasons. Oh, so there's yeah. lots of online events uh, we've been plugging uh, that are open to anyone, anywhere... In Canada, really, or anywhere in the world. Uh, Are you familiar with Dames Making Games, a Toronto organization? Uh, They do some workshops like the Games Writing Workshop, which is happening September 7th at 6.30 Eastern. Uh, It's a low-key online social geared towards writers who want to work together in a virtual space and bring in-progress projects to work on or uh, support each other in a co-working session. Oh, Um, I have
1: to check that one. Definitely.
0: Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, Also happening Thursday, September uh, 2nd at 7 p.m. Central Time is the Interactive Roundtable on Business Growth by the IGDA Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been seeing, uh, quote, we've been noticing a lot of growth among our homegrown interactive studios of late, so we thought now would be a good time to talk about it. Oh, so nice. I think there'll be some lessons to pull out of that, not just for Winnipeg-based uh, game studios, but anyone looking to grow the business mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, sort of see some next steps from successful studios that they could apply to their own studios. Yeah, I totally. Agree. Um, so there's a bit of overlap between those events in terms of time, so you know, maybe go for a bit of one, go for the other. Uh, And then happening Wednesday, September 8th is Dirty Rectangles online. Uh, Tony, if you don't know about Dirty Rectangles, this is one of my (laughs) favorite uh, game dev sort of stream slash speaker series. Uh, They go on Twitch.tv slash Dirty Rectangles. I believe it's the first Wednesday of every month or second. Uh, It might be second. And uh, yeah, they just get speakers, um, not necessarily Canadian, but people who are making cool stuff in the indie scene and have them on to talk about what they've learned, what they're doing. Uh, It's a great time. I I think that
1: that you're going to become one of my best friends ever
0: with
1: with all the (laughs) information that you're giving me,
0: really. Every week, we just just give it out for free. You can can have it whenever you want. (laughs) Um, And a couple events happening further in the future, I want to plug. The Women in Games Festival is a first-of-its-kind event celebrating the ambitious online galaxy of... Oh, that's a weird way to phrase that. I just copy and paste a lot of these <laughs> event descriptions, and then I read them for the first time uh, while I'm plugging the event. But it's a two-week uh, festival encompassing a vast range of universally relevant subjects, d- designed to create a safe, positive, and celebratory online environment for women in the games industry. Uh, we are huge supporters of getting more diverse voices into the game-making community, so we want to plug that. Uh, And then also, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Game Slice, Thursday, September 21st, 23rd, online, you should go. Uh, Steve and I will be doing a talk. We're going to be playing uh, a bunch of the games that were submitted and doing like quick little reacts slash uh, impressions, kind of like how we give on this podcast. Um, So yeah, if you're interested in seeing Steve and I judge a bunch of indie games and try to have fun with it, that will be one of the many, many talks at Game Slice 2021. Uh, And of course, Game Dev Atlantic, home town event for me. It's happening Friday, October 22nd, but it's also online again, so anyone can go. That's yeah. by the Nova Scotia Interactive Society. Yeah, and it's a day-long conference with uh, talks and a uh, usually like a social event in their Discord. Um, it's a good time. So, yeah. yeah. Lots of events happening.
1: That's I, I think that's a good thing. The only good thing, well, one of the few good things about the COVID, you know, that mm. previously we have to pay Expensive, really expensive tickets uh, mm-hmm. or airplane or, you know, hotel or stuff like that. And and this year has been like a lot of opportunities for
0: us to, to talk remotely to mm-hmm. a lot of people. And that's been really great. Mm-hmm. Especially, as you mentioned, in, in a city like Calgary where there maybe might not be as many events as you would get yeah. in Montreal or Toronto or Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, now that they're all online, you know, you could attend in your PJs. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. It's true. Sure. Alright, let's talk about, uh, oh wait, I like to shuffle some paperwork after that segment. Alright, Tony, let me tell you about some Canadian games that came out this week, and why don't you tell me what you think of them. How's that sound? That sounds fantastic. First up is Beehive Salon by Becky Wu, who just lists their location as Canada, and Clay Burton from Newfoundland. Uh, One of two Newfie game developers this week, which I rarely see Newfoundland come up, so that's pretty exciting uh beehive salon it's free to play on itch.io uh you can even play it in your browser Uh, it's a fun little arcade game controlling worker bees to make as much honey as possible to supply beehive salon with their secret ingredient for their amazing hair gel i love that premise that's a very fun premise uh and it's a super short cute little game uh you can play right in your browser and i I just wanted to highlight that for folks What what do you think of beehive salon i'm checking in right now they call That's their small. studio Lazy Sloth Studios, which is also a really cute studio name.
1: Oh, this is, this is yeah, this is, oh man, what a beautiful graphics. <laughs> I'm checking it right now. It's, it's, it's really, really nice. Uh, you uh. basically
0: are, are drag and dropping bees onto different treadmills uh, to keep the supply of honey going, um, and then you sort of cycle out the bees as their stamina gets low, and you're trying to make as much honey as possible for the patrons of the Beehive Salon.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I gotta tell you, Steve, that I haven't, I haven't played the game. I'm just opening it right now. But the first, the first impression that I have of, of the game, I am a big fan of, of pixel art, and mm. this is looking really, really nice. Really, I, I think it's, it's a game that is gonna get
0: you. You know, it's cute, um, right? It's cute. Yeah, really. It's fantastic. Um, you can get away it, with a lot with just a cute art style. <laughs> it's, it's it is. It, is, it is. It is. It is. It's, it's
1: really good. Where, where do you say that they uh, produce this game? In what city?
0: Uh, so Becky Wu, uh, the concept and pixel artist as well as game designer, just lists their location as Canada. But uh, the programming and game design was done by Clay Burton in Newfoundland.
1: This is a game that I definitely want to want to try. This, <laughs> this seems like, like the kind of games that, that you want. Um, you, you know what is, uh, I, I think is a great thing about these indie uh, games is that they could make you laugh. And mm-hmm. uh, which sometimes a triple A games is so serious, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, it is it's like okay, I got to kill out this a lot of people, but this kind of games are, for example, uh, one game that that I love is Super Me Boy. It's, it's because it's so funny, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, th- and this is the the kind of things that, that you can discover in the, in this in this in this type of games. I have definitely to ch- to check
0: this one. Good. Preaching to the choir a bit there. I'm always pro, pro indie game when I can. I, I love a good, funny, cute, short experience too. I like uh, a, a phrase I like to throw around a lot, Tony, is uh, quality over quantity. I find a lot of AAA games will give me like 80 to 100 hours of content, but I really only want to do like maybe five to 10 hours of that content. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely.
0: That's but fun. you can play Beehive Salon for, like, 20 minutes to an hour, and then you've kind of experienced it. And I think that's that's pretty sweet.
1: That's pretty sweet, yeah. Simple concept, uh, then it's working.
0: Exactly. Uh, execute it and, uh, and say goodbye. It's also free, too, which, you know. Which is good. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if they have anything else in their itchio you could support them with, but, uh, yeah, shout out to them. Two games coming out of Vancouver this week. Uh, Garden Paws by Bitten Toast Games is coming to Switch. Uh, This was a a Kickstarter success. I I found their old Kickstarter page. Uh, It's previously been on Steam, but uh, now making the jump to consoles. uh, Quote, you have inherited your grandparents' farm as they set off to travel the world, aid Frank and Mayor Wilson in building up this town so it can reach its full potential. So it's kind of like a third-person, open-world-ish, you know, farm-building city simulation with, like, villagers you can have relationships with um and sort of uh, a role playing uh, yeah yes yeah, so yeah. lots of role playing uh fishing of course as every good rpg has fishing in it <laughs> um and uh yeah what do you what do you think of garden pause i
1: i, I got to tell you something that i love about this game mm-hmm. right away uh which is that you can you can play with 10 players uh which makes the social experience of the game uh even even better you know mm-hmm. and um i I can't say that um, I am doing that right now, but it's definitely something that that I would love to uh, to do in the future, which is all, all the cooperative mode, or mm. you know, adding some people. I think it's very important for indie developers, considering that uh, they have to add the element, the social element of the game, mm. and um, and every uh, as as the days pass, uh, the platforms are making the, the engines are making this possible easier, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. I love I, I love the the graphics. I love the style. It's uh, like a low-poly, very nice, beautiful design. And, yeah, this is a game to try, definitely.
0: Excellent. Uh, another game coming at us out of Vancouver, leaving game preview on Xbox and early access everywhere, Super Animal Royale from Pixile. We've talked about it uh, a bit on this podcast before, uh, it's been a long time coming, um, so they did a surprise release too, like it wasn't announced ahead of time. They were just like, hey, it's out now on everything, Tony. They're on PC, Mac, Xbox One, Series XS, PS4, PS5, and Switch on the same day coming to Google Stadia and GeForce Now soon. So a very as someone working in a studio trying to bring their game to consoles right now, uh, I can't imagine the amount of coordination to hit oh, all man. those platforms on no. the same day. Yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, that's
1: that's something really difficult. And I love the game; it's a shooting game. That's amazing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of kind of like a, a battle royale type game. Uh, with this uh, big launch comes a whole bunch of uh, new pets. Uh, they're adding a South America server. Um, they're adding, a, of course, the Animal Pass, which is their version of like the the Battle Pass. Um, Yeah, lots of new features Uh, This game's being published by Modus, who has published other Canadian uh, games as well Which I I notice, and it's interesting Tony, uh, I got a physical copy of one Of Modus's other published games, Scully And on the inside sleeve You know how, like most games don't have manuals anymore But sometimes they have like a single slip Of paper in it Uh Uh, Modus put a piece Of paper with the locations Of all the studios they work with Like on a map and oh, so, that's amazing. Yeah, it was really cool seeing, like, uh, and that's how I found Super Animal Royale, because on there was Vancouver. And I was like, oh, who are they working with in Vancouver? Uh, so I thought that was a really uh, fun we, thing this publisher is doing with uh, we, their games. What do you think of Super Animal Royale?
1: That's, that's, a, that's a great idea. I, I'm not going to say it because we are doing something similar in our game, in our Kickstarter as Ooh. well. But, yeah, it's definitely, I, I would love to see that one, yeah. I want to see those details. It's, it's going to be fantastic.
0: Yeah. I love it. Uh, another game out this week from friends of the show, Del Nordland and Sebastian Skini. Place Place is basically, if you ever watched a toddler try and put a bunch of wooden blocks on top of each other and eventually get bored and just knock it over, uh, that's this game. But um, with obviously a much more stylish presentation, It's it's lots of reds and pinks. On, on sort of a pink background. Uh, you're, you're scored on uh, how high, I believe, you can stack or how many pieces you can use. It feels very casual, very lighthearted, yeah. and uh, uh, features good vibes, I would say. What do you think of Place Place? Uh, I think it's
1: a game, um, I, I'm gonna say that, that I think that, that, I, that I'll be in my computer playing the game, I'm not sure, but for something like what, what they have, like Android, Mm-hmm. Or, or, or you know, for my iPhone, it will be a perfect game. Mm. It's something like, you know, to challenge yourself, but in a, you know, simple way, specific game. And I like it. I definitely like it.
0: Well, they support Windows, Linux and Android. So if you got a tablet or an Android phone, you can throw it on there. And I agree. I think that would probably be the best way to
1: experience this one. The it's it's very good. I'm gonna give them something uh, an extra for them to uh, to promote it uh, to to release the game on Linux as well. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's true. Linux, uh, there's not a lot of Linux users, oh, but man. Linux users who are out there are very. Thankful <laughs> They're begging. <whenever>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're very thankful every time you support Linux.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I have several uh, followers that they use Linux. And they say, "Dude, please, when you <laughs> when you launch the game, can you send me? Uh, uh, I, I can test any demo. You can send me the demo on, on Linux, and I will try to to check it and and see if it's working. Please, please uh. do it on <laughs> Linux." <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. He say, okay. We'll talk about that later. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Uh, last game out this week that I know of. Again, uh, it's hard covering all the games released in the country every week, but I think we do an okay job. Uh, Venatura by FEM, also in Vancouver. Uh, This one's out on Steam. Previously, we featured it on Wishlist This. Quote, a retro-styled RPG wherein you assemble a party of four heroes from 12 unique classes to embark on a journey to rid the world of Sufana from the titular tower's corruption. (laughs) Solid. I like. I, it's really <laughs> hard to write a good good steam pitch, steam description. You only got like a sentence or two. Oh, uh, yeah, throwing in the word titular always gets me. Uh, <laughs> it's got some gorgeous uh, key art too. If you scroll down to the description, they got sort of a custom like poster almost of the game. Yeah, uh, that kind of reminds me of like like. In uh, the '80s and '90s, games obviously couldn't feature oh, yeah. the actual art of the game because it was, <laughs> yeah. you know, they were trying to sell it and it looked kind of simple. So this seems like one of those illustrated, like almost book covers that they would make for a pixel art game. Uh, yeah. What do you think?
1: They got me, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm a. i am <laughs> I just told you I'm a fan of pixel art, and this mm. has this this retro look, uh, using style sheets, obviously. <laughs> but they are really, really, really great. This this is a game that that I will take for sure. I, I will try this game. I love Good. it. I love the style of the
0: pixel art. Good. Yeah, it's also four by three, like it's the old uh, square aspect ratio to play. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> exactly. They're they're very very obviously going for like you know. Yes, yes. Let's, SNES, let's go, Red throw Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's it for all the releases out this week. Uh, links to all that in the show notes. Uh, I got some news, Tony. Let's uh, let's go over some news. Uh, first, I want to throw it to uh, friends of the podcast Hand Eye Society. They are taking submissions for Wordplay 2021. It's an annual uh, sort of judged um, games by a by a panel, and they pick some winners to to hand out awards to. This year's <coughs> theme is comedy. Uh, so if you have a game that you think hits that theme, you can submit it. Uh, I always like looking at all of the uh, um, submissions, even the ones who don't win for for you know other upcoming Kan games that I farm for this show. But also uh, I think you you find games in in these kind of shows and and uh, awards that often don't get a lot of coverage. Um, they're often very small one or two person teams, and I think this is sort of a cool initiative from a cool indie. Uh, organization in Toronto. Uh, I don't know if the Last Soul has. I, I it feels like it has some some humor in it to me personally, like some uh, expressiveness in the robot's eyes. I don't know if you would consider it a comedy game. Uh, you know, if I think if you did.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: You could submit it to Wordplay. What were you <laughs> going to say?
1: Because I, I was about to say that it's so difficult to make something, you know, funny. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier to make something like like it's a scary. Uh, but, or yeah, serious? I, how you were talking or, about, like trifling? Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or scary? No, in fact, scary as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's 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 been difficult, but that's my goal. My goal is to uh, to say a story and then, yeah, say it in a in a way that people are gonna say, "Oh, come on, <laughs> really?" It's, you know, make people laugh a bit. Yeah, that would be amazing. Good.
0: Good. If you want, if you want to see more games to make people laugh, uh, Wordplay Twenty Twenty One will be putting out all those. Uh, I uh, tagged, a, I don't know if you're familiar with Clam Man. It's an upcoming uh, kind of classic computer RPG about a, a clam man. He's <laughs> like a clam on a human body who gets into stand-up really? comedy. <laughs> it's it's very funny, and I uh, sort of tagged them, and I, I believe they've now applied. So they uh, they jumped to my head uh, first when I thought of Canadian comedy games. Uh, they've oh, been I working on it for that. a while. I have uh, to check that. If you bought the uh, huge Ichio bundle last year for Black Lives Matter, uh, Clan Man One was in that. Um, so a lot of people have it and don't even know about it because like everyone bought that bundle. Uh, so yeah, very very cool to see some some comedy games getting highlighted. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a space that isn't explored in games, I think, nearly enough.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. Coming at us from Montreal, Tony is a new studio. Of course, just talking about how Montreal gets you know a lot of uh, game dev attention. Uh, specifically, Montreal, uh, Gearbox has opened a new studio there. They'd previously opened a studio in Quebec City uh, several years ago. Now, I believe they were assisting on like their first project was the Last Borderlands 2 DLC. So it's been it's been it's been there for a while. Uh, but yeah, with this new studio. Uh, just a couple hours from their other canadian studio they will be working on borderlands of course and new ip which always just means gearbox game that hasn't been announced yet but probably will be soon um two games uh have some news this week uh, nobody saves the world the next game from Drinkbox, uh tony on the show here steve and i big fans of Drinkbox. uh steve often talks about how that's the whole reason he he wanted to start the site is he he wanted to talk about uh i believe it was guacamole one um and there wasn't uh he he couldn't find a, a site covering sort of canadian games so he was like all right i'll do it myself and uh this studio has been very uh very front of mind for us since the beginning. Uh, so their next project we're very excited about, Nobody Saves the World, uh, recently announced at Gamescom, has been delayed to next year, uh, but has confirmed it's getting online co-op. Uh, also, just as you were mentioning, more games should work on the co-op aspect. Yeah. Uh, they, they must have heard you uh, from the past. <laughs> and uh, they're adding it to Nobody Saves the World. Uh, they also interestingly uh, noted it will be launching in early access. And... For me personally, Tony, when a game launches in early access, I'll often, if I'm excited about it, I'll buy it. Because usually the early access price is discounted from the whatever the final price becomes. So mm-hmm. I kind of just look at it like a cheap pre-order. And, you know, I'll, I'll play it for like 20 or 30 minutes. But I really, really don't want to play a game until, like, it's done done. Um, and so I'll often, I'll often buy it in early access, dabble a bit, and then I'll wait for version 1.0 to, like, really get into it. And I'm kind of bummed that that's probably what I'm going to do with this next game from Drinkbox, but uh, that's okay. You know, Early access is helpful for so many reasons to get community feedback throughout development. And I don't know how much you know about Nobody Saves the World, but it is, I would say, definitely from a mechanic perspective, the most ambitious Drinkbox game. Uh, they basically have this character, Nobody, uh, who can sort of add different forms to their, their repertoire. Um, and these these are, like, physical forms, like mouse or mermaid or horse. horse. or Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and you can then, like, rotate between those forms to, like, solve puzzles or do combat and complete quests. But then on top of that, you can mix forms together. So you could do, like, horse mermaid or, like, <laughs> mouse mage. And so there's going to be a lot of really yeah. interesting outcomes that I, I'm sure is one of the reasons they're going early access, is to uh, find all the ways that breaks and fix it before they launch fully. Uh, So it makes sense to me why they're going early access. Uh, But what do you think?
1: I I think that they're really clever. Uh, This Mm. has got to be some people that knows what what they're doing. The Mm. the graphics are beautiful. They're Mm. not pixel art, but the graphics and the animations are really, really beautiful. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the to give you the option of trying different ways to to play the game with different characters or combining the characters is replayability and uh, you know that's that's fantastic for any game because that means that the the players, the gamers are going to go back to your game mm-hmm. and the, and if they are streaming if they are sharing with other people, it's fantastic in terms of, of business for you as, as an indie developer because there are more people that are trying different things that are sharing with the world. And of course, if you also want to get some publishers, it's that's perfect. That's perfect to, to call the attention of, of publishers. They want to you to play with the replayability and they are having it. So it's great, really great.
0: It's interesting you mentioned replayability because the, when they first revealed Nobody Saves the World, Steve and I were really worried it was going to be a roguelike or light because you know pretty much... A lot of game studios are going that direction because it adds replayability to a game. Um, But I'm really glad that they decided not to go that route for Nobody Saves Mm -hmm. the World. Uh, But I think getting those players who who want a game that is really going to give them a lot of replay value, having these multiple combinations of, of different characters and and even getting back into like the the comedy in games we were talking about like uh one of the forms I'm looking at in the trailer here is you can combine an archer with a horse so yeah. then the horse just yeah. kind of like gets up on its back legs and just starts shooting arrows with its Yeah, hooves. I saw it.
1: Yeah, I just saw it. It's really Very cool. good.
0: Very good. Uh so yeah, take your time, drink Fox. We'll we'll catch you in 2022. Uh I think it's also coming to Game Pass, which is huge. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Absolutely. And they're uh, and they're th- are they going to Apple? Oh, i no. No, sorry wasn't No mistake. worries.
0: Um, another game we've had our eye on for a while, Jet the Far Shore, deploys October 5th, 2021, on PC, PS5, and PS4. I believe it's an Epic Game Store exclusive at launch. They got the Epic money. Uh, so if you're on PC, that's where you want to play it. Have you heard of Jet, uh, Tony? Uh, no, no. I'm
1: checking it right now.
0: It was first revealed at the PlayStation 5 like reveal event uh, last September, I believe, or, or fall 2020. Uh, this is from the team who made Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, which was a, a, a really big indie hit uh, in, like, 2011. Um, that, you know, uh, was one of, like, the first, or I guess part of, like, the second wave of, like, big indie games that got a lot of attention, um, like uh, Limbo or uh, even Super Meat Boy, as you were mentioning. Yeah, uh, It was part of that, like, class of indie games. Uh, And so this is their next project since then. They haven't released a game since 2011. Uh, The team, I think, did really well off that. And they uh, sort of mentioned on their site, they kind of just went away into the Quebec woods, got a cabin. (laughs) And I think they've just been like messing around with things since then. Uh, And, you know, they're in the privileged position to have those resources from a big hit to take your time. And this is the result of all that time they've taken since 2011. Uh, and nobody finally... gets
1: out of this cabin until this game is out.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, they lock you. The <laughs> <laughs> You're all eating coffee and maple syrup in exactly. until this game is done. Uh, uh, but no, I think uh, it's, it's interesting to me to see... Uh, Because I I really do believe, like, if they didn't land on something that interested them, they would have just never made another game. Like, they they really strike me as the kind of artists who want to make something because they want to see people. No, I don't know how to describe it. They strike me as someone, like, if they were just prototyping and messing around and nothing really spoke to them, I don't think they would have started making another game. Uh, So I'm really curious why they decided to make Jet. Um, It's coming out very soon. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. What, what do you think, looking at this little trailer I linked? Uh, I, I will t- I, I'm thinking that I'm very sad that they didn't release on Mac. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's
1: the thing. Uh, besides that, I think it's, uh, it's a very, you know, it has a lot of details, the, uh, the game. Uh, it feels like they put a lot of love and time. And, uh, yeah, this is, this is definitely something I want to see. Uh, I still don't know what is what is the game about, but watching the trailer, it uh, got my attention, definitely.
0: Good. It's got our attention, too. It comes out right around uh, Steve and I's birthday, that first week of October, so maybe we'll just get <laughs> it for each other for our birthdays. Uh, that'll be fun. <laughs> that would
1: be fun, definitely.
0: All right, that's it for all the news this past week. Uh, links in the show notes, of course. Now it's time, Tony, for my favorite segment, Wishlist This, Uh, A long time ago, uh, Brett used to be on the show uh, when I started, and uh, he and Steve would, uh, as we were talking about a game, they would add it to their wish list. Uh, And so I was like, hey, let's make it into a whole segment. Every week, I'm going to pick three upcoming games made in Canada or by Canadians, and everyone on the podcast has to add it to their wish list because... We are all beholden to the almighty Steam algorithm that decides who is worthy of attention. And uh, getting those wish lists helps, and and we want to help out Canadian developers. Absolutely. Uh, First up, a licensed game, Warhammer 40,000, colon, Chaos Gate, hyphen, Demon Hunters. Long title. uh, By Complex (laughs) Games in Winnipeg. Uh, It's coming out next year, quote, lead humanity's greatest weapon the gray knights in this fast-paced turn-based tactical rpg root out and purge a galaxy-spanning plague in a cinematic story-driven campaign using the tactics and talents of your own personalized squad of demon hunters uh so tony a little background on my experience with warhammer i hadn't really heard about this franchise slash massive at this point, uh, metaverse spra- sprawling uh, license, um, but at uh, earlier this summer they had like a whole Warhammer like Nintendo Direct style presentation where they announced like ten Warhammer games coming out of various different genres, and uh, this is one of them. So this is a, a turn-based strategy RPG in the Warhammer universe, um, mm-hmm. but I did not realize how massive Warhammer is. Like I, I go to. Mm-hmm. Board game really? shops and stuff, and I see people like painting the miniatures and setting up these big. Because it started, I believe, as the tabletop game, uh, setting up these big campaigns where where they they'll play for days and days. But yeah, Ooh. it's it's spread out since then, and it's become this this massive franchise. People are really passionate about, and uh, so much so, it's getting a game from a Canadian Studio. Uh, what do you think?
1: Well, I'm gonna say to these people that the uh, system requirements are TBD. So I'm going to mm. say, it at Mac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume, I, I mean, they've got the resources of a, a big IP. Oh, you, they I, I think have they to. Yeah, they
1: please. Should. Dudes, if you're using Unity, well, I don't know if you're <laughs> using Unity, but if you're using Unity, move to Mac, and just make mm. it. I, I will help you if you need some help. Um, there you go. It's, it's beautiful. The graphics are stunning. Uh, it's It really is when, when you see the game... It, you don't feel like it is an an indie, really. This this feels like a very big organization, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. It's really amazing. I just added to my wish list. <laughs> Definitely Woo-hoo. a game that that I would love to that I would love to to play, and even more because they are t- Canadians. Absolutely, this is a game to
0: support. Good. Uh- i'm checking their website i don't see mac anywhere so you know, there's still time though 2022 is a ways away yeah uh, i would uh, contact them <laughs> exactly um next game today i wish list this uh i'm sad steve's not here to see this also i didn't mention at the top of the show steve's out this week but that's obvious by now uh teenage yeah. mutant ninja turtles colon, shredder's revenge by tribute oh, games in montreal are you familiar with tributes work uh tony
1: uh no, I haven't. But uh, but so, I, a lot of with with the with the turtles. <laughs>
0: good, good. It, it's in the name. Tribute games essentially got their start making uh homages to classic NES, SNES, platformers, uh a lot of pixel art, so I figured this yeah. is right up your alley. And Absolutely. uh yeah, they did Flint Hook, uh Mercenary Kings, uh Curses and Chaos, uh several others, um they're, they're very established at this point, and so obviously the next logical step is making a return to a classic pixel art game like TMNT. Uh, it was announced, uh, I believe, earlier this year uh, in partnership with Nickelodeon and a French publisher, Datomu. Uh, but as I understand it, a, a big chunk of the development is being done by Tribute Games in Montreal. Quote, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Shredder's Revenge reunites Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, and Raphael as they kick shell in a beautifully realized beat 'em up. Simple, clean pitch. Also announced at Gamescom, April is uh, joining as a as a playable character as well. And they also showed off a cute little uh, pizza revive mechanic, where April pulls out a slice of pizza from her pocket and like waves <laughs> it under the turtles' nose, and that like wakes them up and revives them.
1: Yeah, I, I see that they have a lot of sense of humor in the in the <laughs> trailer. I love it. I love it. They, they didn't mention the the girl of the story. I don't remember her name. April uh, O'Neil. April O'Neil. Yeah, <laughs> you hit it. That's it. And uh, yeah, I just add it. It's on my wish list right now.
0: Good. Uh, one one thing in the trailer for this game that uh, was also very funny, uh, personally, is at one point they're in kind of like an office uh, setting. And, uh, all the characters in the background of the office are the, like, purple ninja clad, uh, um, oh, what's the name? It's like an evil organization. Uh, oh, no. Who's the bad guys in TMNT? Steve's gonna be mad at me for not knowing this.
1: Shredder, no? Uh,
0: they have a name. What? What oh, is I the sh- Shredder and, um, what are these bad guys called? Oh, no. That, that the, foot the Foot Soldiers. The Foot Soldiers. Yes. <laughs> anyway, the foot soldiers are in the background of this office setting, and they all have, like, little ties on. And so uh, you beat all the enemies in the foreground, and then all the enemies in the background, like, take their ties off, and, like, ha and then they jump into the foreground. <laughs> like, you couldn't tell. They were bad guys the whole time. <laughs> it, it's very funny, and it's uh, yeah. it's got some, like, crisp, crisp pixel art. Like, yeah. watching some of these animations makes me anxious with, with how, how – closely uh they pay attention to lots of little details yeah and it's also multiplayer which is fantastic again uh, Mm -hmm. a game to to share with
1: with friends which is really great
0: they also say online co-op on the steam page so that that's big too because at these this style of game is like uh classic two controllers on the nes (laughs) style uh, uh fighting game or like the first one i played was did you ever play the simpsons arcade game uh, the Simpsons. No, I don't remember The Simpsons Arcade. It's a similar style to this, where it's like you're walking, um, sort of left to right, forward and backwards, uh, or like uh, um, that uh, Battle Toads, kind of like Battle Toads. Ah, nice. uh, but yeah, that style of gameplay. Anywho, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Treasure Revenge from Montreal. It's on your wish list. It's on my wish list. Yeah. Lastly. Today, Tony, I want to plug The Last Soul by Willem Games in Calgary, your project. Uh, nice. Why don't you give me the pitch for for Last Souls? You can even do the, the movie theater voice if you want for the Oh, Stephen's okay, okay, season. so <laughs> give me a second, give me a
1: second, because I'm going to okay. do it. Give me, give me, okay, go, wait a second.
0: All right, no, no stress.
1: Because I got I to gotta, I gotta get the, the right one. Okay, give me just a second. <clears throat> okay shoot them all jump climb use jetpack shields and platforms slow time and discover secrets on this hectic sci-fi adventure where you become the last hope of mankind in the shape of an
0: awesome robot last saw Bravo, bravo! There well we done. Go. That's a that's a first for this podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm so glad we got. I've never gotten the developer to to talk about uh, their their Steam page and game during the segment. So thank there you, you go. for, for you helping go. me bring that <laughs> fantasy to life. Uh, of course, the last. Or, sorry, I keep saying the last soul. Uh, it's yeah. just last soul.
1: It's just last soul. Yeah, yeah. I um, have a problem with grammarly about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Grammarly and Grammarly and I have a lot of problems. Don't get me started.
1: <laughs> You're not the only one.
0: <laughs> a lot of a lot of things get added to my dictionary because I'm tired of them coming up in red. <laughs> uh, Steve and I have been have been covering this game a bit. We plugged the wish li- or uh, sorry, we plugged the Kickstarter page previously, but of course we have to add it to our wish list. Uh, there's also a prologue out now on yeah. Steam 2, which you linked me. Which. I should have finished playing before doing this <laughs> podcast. I'm sorry, but I have not finished yet. Um, but the prologue is pretty beefy for for not a demo as much as like a, yeah. a, what I assume is like the first two levels of the game.
1: Yes, that's correct. Uh, the, the the goal was that um, when I prepared, when I started this this year, mm-hmm. uh, we I, I decided okay I need to do something like it's going to have the look and the feeling. And the feedback that I want for for the gamers, for the players, uh, mm. to to feel like okay, what is this game? What is the style? What is the music? The special effects, and so on, and uh, and to know if they're if, if the project was going to be uh, well received, you know, before <laughs> continuing with the project. So. Uh, that's because we try to contact a lot of publishers, a lot, and yeah, they say yes, but then at the end they fall. So okay, mm-hmm. so I, I decided, okay, let's 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 make a release of a free demo on on Steam and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I I only have two levels, and uh, and I said, well, if I don't make it difficult people is gonna play this two levels really fast because uh, yeah. So the the goal for me was okay. I'm gonna make it a bit difficult with, a, with a, uh with the enemies that you have to confront. Uh, so you can like have the experience at least of playing 12 minutes. That was my goal, my original goal. So this 12 minute turns into 45 minutes, one hour for for some the streamers. In fact, it's, oh my god, you're killing me again. Yeah, but it was. Uh, it, it, it was fantastic because uh, one of the of the tests for the games was uh, people is, is going to try the game again, and they did, and it, that was nice. great. When we saw people laughing, as I mentioned to you, if, if people don't enjoy my game, don't don't feel like oh this this character is cool, I love the music, uh, oh my god, you killed me again. Okay, I'm gonna try again. I'm gonna try again, <laughs> and here we go again, and here we go. Again. So that's the kind of spirit that that I want to to see. If we uh, if, if 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 we achieve uh, that that spirit on the game, and uh, we were really successful, and that's why we decided, okay, let's let's continue with this uh, with this project, uh, and that's the reason why the first level are so difficult uh, right mm-hmm. now. But yeah, it's not going to be the plan for the for the final release. It's, it's the first the first level should be like okay, yeah, you know you should pass, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, I don't I don't feel as about.
0: bad for, for not being able to finish it now. So thank you. <laughs> It's uh, tricky, it's tricky. I, I, I got to ask if your own game, Last Soul, is on your Steam wishlist. I assume it is, but if it's uh, not.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, it's on my wishlist.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Then I am also adding it to my wishlist. So there we go. It's yeah. on two wishlists, at least today. And of course, I'm going to make Steve add it to his wishlist. <laughs> um, but that's it for wishlistists. And that kind of uh, transitions well into... Uh, so I want to talk to you about Woolum Games and Last Soul uh, and uh, how this project came to be. Uh, so you're based in Calgary. Uh, as you mentioned before, not a huge game dev scene in Calgary, but yeah. you, you've noted over the past couple of years, you have seen some some support and growth there that's been reassuring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how did you end up, uh, this is your third project, how did you end up starting Wooloom Games, and what was your path to the last soul? Or last soul, sorry, I did it uh. again.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I've been uh, making coding since I was 12 years old, and mm-hmm. um, I always wanted to create games. And, and when I moved to, to Canada, I decided, I, I, first, previously, I was working in boring web pages and databases and stuff like that. And uh, I decided I want to I want to you know start over. And I always wanted to create video games, so I decided to start that uh, in 2013. Um, and the idea was to in that moment was to create educational games uh, for mobile and for uh, iPad. Um, that didn't work, <laughs> and no. but but yeah, I, I learned a lot uh, during that process. And at the end, like it was like four years ago. I decided, okay, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this on, on mobile industry. It's so difficult here. So let's move to the, to the PC. And in that moment, I have also more experience on Unity. I feel more confident about what it, what it can do. Uh, so we moved in that direction. Last Soul came like an idea that started with, uh, as, a, as a story, to be honest. It, it, mm-hmm. it didn't start as a game. Okay. I, I was creating a story. And uh, a friend of mine uh, told me, "Hey, dude, why don't you, you know, transform that story into a game? That, that could be a really fantastic game, and you can put this story as part of the game." Mm-hmm. And uh, and I said, "Yeah, that doesn't sounds like a, like a bad idea." That was on July last year, and uh, immediately I tried to to create some prototypes of the game uh, to catch some attention, and it, I did. It, it was it was really nice. So from that point. Uh, the only thing that I I, I had to learn for uh, for Lasso was the pixel art. I never mm. I I never uh, did pixel art before uh, last year, and today oh I'm in love with pixel art. Uh, <laughs> it's it's, it's, a, it's yeah like I cannot express how much I love pixel art. It's so, a yeah, passion. It's a passion. It's definitely a passion, and I I don't know if you have tried to 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 do some pixel art but it's, it's a beautiful experience when you start with just a block or, you know, a pixel, and then mm-hmm. you can say, okay, let me try create a character with two pixels, then with five pixels, then with 10 pixels, and then you can see how this spread, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, even though for, for that moment, uh, I don't know if you feel it, but the, the, the game is pixel art. Um, uh, Last Soul is pixel art. The, the, the soul of Last Soul is, is pixel art, but even the pu- the publisher, uh, told me, you know, it's pixel art, but classify it as pixel art is, is like, a, mm, it, it, it's very detailed, they, they told me, it's something like, yeah, it's pixel art, but it's not the, the main core of the game, you know, uh, because usually the pixel art, you, you are very they are very clear, so yeah, it has been a, a fantastic experience, and the other is uh, the, the, you know, uh, the inspiration that, that I got from other from classic games, uh, since the Atari, that was my first console, uh, until today, nice. that you know I, I can enjoy a, a game like Katana Zero uh, mm-hmm. deeply, and uh, or, or or Mighty Goose, that was one of the of the most recent games that, that I've been playing, and uh, it's it's fantastic, it's it's really great. I love pixel art and uh, being a studio, being an indie studio, you need to understand what are your uh, your limitations, you know. Mm. And if you are, in my case, right now I have some collaborators, but I have to consider that I'm alone. And if mm. I am alone, okay, how can I make a game that's going to be fun, uh, but is also something that you, you could sell, you know? And mm. um, and and understanding that for me has been really, really important, uh, um Somebody mentioned that in the, in the documentary of, of, of Indie Games. I don't know if you've seen the, that, that documentary, which is fantastic. The Indie Game the Movie? Indie Game the Movie, yeah. Actually, and, and, uh, and and they mentioned you have to understand, as an indie dev, that you have your strengths, you know? But you cannot mm-hmm. say that, oh, I'm gonna create a 3D video game with high definitions. No, dude, it's, it's too difficult, you know? You, you can't compete with a multi-million dollar company. You can't but compete you can. with with Warhammer, but you can Ex- compete exactly uh, with like exactly. Super Meat Boy and stuff. Exactly, exactly, and and create some basic mechanics that could be very cool, and the people, you know, are going to enjoy it. Uh, there is a big market for it, uh, and uh, yeah, we, we prove it with, with with the demo, and that has been really great. And from that point is, yeah, let's let's continue on this.
0: So speaking of the demo, I was very impressed with the level of detail in the character's face. Uh, <laughs> you're playing you're playing this robot with two big eyes, but like when I jump, like the eyes close slightly and open back up. It's it's these little details in the character's expression that actually make it feel like a character for me. Uh, and yeah. you mentioned that that really detailed pixel art. I've heard it described as a high bit. You know how it's like 18 bit, 16 bit, s- sort of like a, a name they came up with is like high bit, where like it is squarish crunchy pixels but the level of detail is, is so intense that it's very obviously something that couldn't be uh run on an snes be- because of, of uh how detailed the pixel art is yeah um so i, I was a big fan of the demo i will be a, and and i hopefully provide some, <laughs> some helpful feedback if possible but yeah i've been i've been very smitten by Soul and uh and uh, impressed and, and you guys should be or i guess you you and i guess a couple of collaborators but mainly you should be very proud of yeah. Last Soul.
1: thank you very much dude. thank you very much i am um
0: we of course have the kickstarter coming up soon uh you got almost half a thousand over half a thousand followers already uh yeah. so we're gonna be plugging that uh in the in the show notes here of course too uh and i was curious what um what would you say I've been watching you you have become very active in our discord uh, over the past a couple weeks uh, uh, talking to people about Kickstarter campaigns uh, pixel art uh, I would I just want to ask well, what's one thing you wish you knew about game development uh, at the start of your of your journey that you know now
1: uh the fan base and mm. I'm going to say this pretty I, I, I always say that to everybody um, okay. once I have the 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 great opportunity that was with, with Calgary Economic Development that that have a meeting one-to-one with Jason De La Roca. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jason saw my pitch and gave me some fantastic recommendations. And uh, one of the things he told me is, Tony, uh, uh, why are you doing the things that you're doing? I say, well, I want people to enjoy my game and, you know, sell my game. No, Tony, you're wrong. This is not the (laughs) game. So the the thing is that you are here to create a fan base of your products. And I say, dude, that's totally true. So uh, it it hits me, really. Uh, But then I, I understand. And we're talking about just like a year ago uh and uh July
0: you started development correct I'm sorry you said uh, previously you started working on last soul in July 2020 yeah
1: or? yeah 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 that, that okay. was after I started with 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 the last soul in fact I was I was pitching the uh the the, the game to to Jason you know for giving me some feedback mm-hmm. um and Jason told me that and it was for me fantastic and I say oh dude really this this is what I have to do I have to create a fan base mm-hmm. and uh I I tell this to uh, as, as as you know I try always on Discord trying to uh, reach to other indie developers uh, I invite them on direct messages and in- introduce myself I say I'm not a spam uh, I'm just want <laughs> to you know uh, to make more connections with other indie developers I want to support other indie developers I do it on the, on my on my Twitter I do it on Kickstarter I do it whatever I, I, I can. And uh, because I really appreciate appreciated that moment, I t- today I have almost eight thousand followers only on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. th- uh, twelve in twelve thousand on, on on Instagram, and I have a, a big uh, eleven thousand uh, um, uh, people on newsletter, and that takes time. Mm-hmm. That's really something that takes time, and you have to give content to the people. You have to invite people. To, to make contact with you, to spread the word about what you're doing, keep them, you know, every day updating. Well, not every day, but try as much as you can. Uh, try to keep them updating about your work, what are you doing, try to listen to them. It's really, really important. I, I thought at the beginning that I knew everything about how my game uh, was going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I, I I found out that, yeah, when, when you have feedback, don't take it wrong. It's really important that listen to other gamers because they they can improve your game uh, extremely. But the most important thing was create your fan base, and that's your social media. If you if you're trying to create a, a game and you're saying no, I just want great game. I don't do social media. I think that is wrong. It's a wrong position. You have mm. to. You have to open to the world. You have to show what you're doing. If you see, for example, uh, uh, Valheim and uh, and you see the, the first post that they did on their social media, they, it was crap. But, <laughs> you know, they they improved that. They improved that in time. And now, I, I, I don't know if they already released official the game. I think they they haven't yet. But look at that. Look at what the, the level of success of Valheim. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's because they, they started to, fa- to, to build the fan base. And uh, that's the only thing that i really recommend to a- anybody. Even if you say, okay, I want to start to create my first game, and I'm, I'm going to learn some Unity, take the time to create your social media, to create, you know, your MailChimp, uh, or ChimMail, I don't remember what it was, what it was right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but try to create a, the, 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 your fan base right now. It's really important.
0: So you mentioned uh, the usefulness of that community is also in providing feedback. Is there an example of a particular piece of community feedback that has affected your work on Last Soul?
1: Absolutely. It's uh, on the part of the of how you fill in the, uh, the controls, for example. When mm-hmm. they say, uh, on the first uh, test of the game, um, people felt wrong the timing when he was walking, when he was running, when he was jumping or double jumping. This, mm-hmm. These are, you know, small details that sometimes when you are into in, in the problem, you can't see it, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I've been seeing this for the last three months, and you can't see it, you can't feel it, you can't. it is and is always, there are like uh, very simple things that are happening to your game that you are not seeing because you are inside the battle, you know. Mm-hmm. You have to listen to others, it's, and it's one of the of the greatest thing about about our Discord has been that you know when you can see, for example, streamers playing your game mm-hmm. and uh, having the first experience of them playing the game. Uh, that's great because you can see immediately. Okay, what, where they haven't, where are they having problems? Uh, their complaints. Or when they say, "Oh, this is fantastic," um, so you can take the good things and the bad things, and you know, improve. You, there's always space for for
0: improving. Always, I, I always say, games are never done; they're just shipped. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, exactly.
1: That's yeah. totally true.
0: Yeah. And uh, I I can't wait for Last Soul to ship, and I'm, I'm very <laughs> excited. Of course, I'll be picking it up on Kickstarter, and we'll be we'll be continuing to cover it uh, as you go through development. Um, so yeah, that's a that's Last Soul. Uh, on Steam for Wishlist this and uh, Tony's in Calgary hard at work. Yeah. Uh, let's close out the show, Tony, with talking about what we've been playing. Uh, I'm going to throw it to you guests first. Uh, what have you been playing recently and uh, what do you think about it?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm going to give you uh, three recommendations. The first one is Mighty Goose. Okay. This, these are not games uh, from, from from Canada, but, mm. it's, but are games that I really enjoy. I love, as so you can Goose. imagine... Mighty Goose, yeah. Uh, All right, I'm looking at it. Uh, as you can imagine, I am a big fan of shooting games and platformer, shooting games, pixel art. And this is a game that I enjoy. It has sense of humor. The hero is a goose, as you can imagine, <laughs> but it's a it's a really bad goose. Uh, he shoots, he destroys, he... Uh, but when you, when you get killed, you got to see it. It's, it's like they, they transform you like, like a, in a goose that is cooked. It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> it has awesome. a lot of sense of humor. Uh, a lot of different uh, mechanics. A lot of action. Uh, they received some critics about that sometimes there are so many explosions that you can see what is happening. For me, that's amazing. Uh, for me, like, is is like, oh the heck, what is is happening? And then you just start shooting in every direction. I love that kind of games. Really, I I love. So this this is my first recommendation. Um, the second was Loop Hero, another game that was released uh, this year. Um, oh,
0: I, I remember this one Pub- published by Devolver.
1: For, by Devolver, correct? Uh, oh. I I think it's a, I I I I gotta say that. When I started the game I really didn't understand what was happening mm-hmm. uh, but then as you progress you start to understand the mechanics and understand how you can create like a story with it I think they were very creative on the on the on the design of the game and of course they they, they were lucky as well well not lucky they did a really great job mm-hmm. uh, adding the, the devolver as, as, as a publisher. And uh, it's a simple game uh, that you can play in any moment. I really recommend the game. And it's, a, it's the third- a deck builder. Exactly, it's a deck builder. Uh huh. Okay. Correct. correct. Uh, and uh, the third one, which is a game a bit older, but I didn't I didn't play it before, uh, is Children of Morta.
0: Um, oh, I remember this game. Actually, uh, I got to talk to the developers at a uh, Gamescom 2017 like a while ago.
1: Oh, it's, it's well. Uh, again, I'm a fan of pixel art. The pixel art is stunning. it's, oh, it's really gorgeous! Stunning. It's a, yeah. I I cannot express how beautiful the the game is. Uh, there is another thing that I love about this game, which is the story. As I mentioned to mm. you when I was when I started last Soul. Everything started with a story and in this case is the same thing. They have a story of a family and the importance of the you know the support of the family. I think is a gorgeous game, uh, gorgeous music, uh, the characters are beautiful and absolutely I, I
0: recommend it. So Absolutely. here's the thing I was always curious about with Children of Morta. I never got a chance to play it, but it's a roguelike, and I'm curious how... Uh, I always want to know what the in-game reason for restarting runs is, um, and I find some games have to have really creative solutions for that. So what is the uh, what is the core of the story in Children of Mortar for, like, why are you doing these runs over and over? And, like, do you die at the end and come back to life in the house, or...? How's that work? It seems it seems
1: like uh, every time that you that you die, you can get like more experience points, more more things that you can collect and make your your character like more powerful. Let's say mm-hmm. it in, in some way, until you get a point where you can pick another character and then spread again. Uh, so it's it's basically it's again like what what we were saying uh, uh, some minutes ago is the replayability because mm-hmm. you die but you evolve and then you go to the next level and so on. Of course, there is an option where you don't die that you complete the level and then you can you can get to uh, other levels are open and other characters are open. So I think it's is fantastic. It's a really beautiful game. Awesome. I enjoyed. I I can play it for for you know, I, I I want to I wish to make a a last uh, recommendation. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a friend of mine that he is uh, pre-releasing the, his game. I think it's pre-releasing or a demo, which is called Skyfleet. Skyfleet. Sky, Skyfleet. And, Sky uh, Fleet. Sky, Sky Fleet. Oh. and uh, it's a beautiful game. Uh, this guy contacted me because he wanted like a boost for, for Twitter. And, mm-hmm. uh, and when I get this, even though I have my own studio and we... You know, we're talking about our game. We always give, you know, the space to talk about other people that's doing great things only in this. That's the only condition that I have. <laughs> it has to be only in this. Uh, because I know that we all, you know, it's it's a tough business.
0: It's a yeah, tough uh, business, Steve. A rising tide lifts all boats. Exactly. You know- you want and, to keep every you want to, you want to help out everyone in your situation.
1: And uh and, and you know this, this is like the movies. You know once you see uh Iron Man, then you want to see Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, and you want to see Captain America and then and then I don't know how many we have. We have like 24 and we <laughs> want to continue watching the next one. So mm. it's like a space for everybody, you know? It's it's like people is going to finish your game and they want to play another game of the, your competition yeah but they already play your game if your game is good if you get a good community a good fan base and a good support then they're going to they're they're
0: going to come
1: they will come
0: <laughs> build it and they will come uh, exactly. Skyfleet is published by Freedom Games who recently Freedom. published a Canadian game uh Dreamscaper I don't know if you've seen that so they, there's a, a publisher with some some canadian uh some partners that's exciting
1: it's a beautiful game i really recommend you to try it uh i I think he he has a demo which is free right now it's a it's a fun game uh i I really enjoy it Uh, the graphics are beautiful 3d graphics really beautiful Mm -hmm. and uh and it's combat i like combat so yeah for me it's perfect
0: good All right. Uh, I've been recently playing uh, Psychonauts 2 since it came to Game Pass. I don't know if you have any experience, Tony, with Psychonauts. It was a kind of, I would describe it as a cult hit 2005, I think, the first one came out. There's a famous story uh, Tim Schafer, the the founder of Double Fine, tells where uh, it was like they were out of funding that day. Uh, He went out and had to tell everyone, he's like, We ran out of money. I'm sorry. We're shutting down and like went back to sit down while everyone was packing up their desk. And that's when Xbox called and he got the call and they're like, oh, wait, actually, Microsoft's going to publish. Everyone, don't go. Don't go. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it's kind of like the game that the game uh, Double Fine is the studio that Psychonauts built, you know, and uh, it's been, I guess, 16, 17 years since it came out. Finally, release the sequel. So there's a lot of uh, expectations, a lot of people's high hopes, and uh, as we like to say in games, hype built around <laughs> Psychonauts 2 uh, that I don't think it could have ever reached in like a million years. Like there's, at, at some point, a game reaches a level of hype where it'll never be good enough for everyone, you know? Oh, I, 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 got, I got to check it, definitely. I see in it right now. And uh, I would say... It's a great game. I'm about two or three of like the worlds into it. Uh, it's got a really beautiful premise in that you play as Razputin or Raz, who's this uh, little kid eager to get into uh, his psychic abilities. Uh, the first game takes place at a summer camp he uh, sneaks into uh, that begins to train people who, who have psychic abilities. And uh, everyone has sort of these uh, mental... Um, I don't know, constructs or structures that uh, the psychonauts can go into kind of like inception, you know how they like, they plug into people and yeah. then they're, they're inside their brain. Uh, yeah. And when you're, when you're in the person's uh, brain, you're, you're sort of like at the whim of, of what they, uh, of, of what they can do. And it's dangerous. Like if you die in someone's brain, you you die in real life. And they joke about that in the game. Uh, and it's a, it's a 3d platformer, uh, but it deals with some really heavy themes. Like the first character whose brain you jump into is, is someone who who always wanted to be a dentist but was really bad at it and sort of like that's a that's a insecurity or hang-up they're on and uh, you're fighting these like sort of physical manifestations of like doubt or uh self-censorship and, and it's dealing with a lot of these big themes i think i think really well uh and uh, yeah it's just uh it's good. I like Psychonauts 2. I'm, I'm excited to keep playing it. And it's on Game Pass, so everyone can play it with a, oh, with a Game Pass fantastic. subscription. Oh, have crazy. you ever dabbled with Game Pass, Tony? Nope, uh, nope. No.
1: Uh, and the reason is I have a teenage uh, boy and girl, and mm. uh, it's really that would,
0: it. <laughs> that would do it. That would do it. Also on Game Pass, though, is Hades. Uh, I talked about it a bit on last week's podcast. It's, it's one of the biggest games ever. I don't need to give much more time to it. I will say... I made it to the final boss, and then I died, and then I didn't want to play anymore because that's what happens <laughs> with roguelikes, where I make it very, very far. It must have taken me like probably 45 minutes to an hour. I was at the boss, then I died, and then I didn't want to start from the very beginning again, so I turned it off, uh, uh-huh. which has kind of been my, my path with several roguelikes I've played. I made it to the final boss on Dead Cells and then never beat it. Because I just hate that, that feeling of just losing all that progress. And, like, if you were on a run where you had a, a really good uh, set of abilities you were building out that you were really happy yeah. with, yeah. it's all gone. I hate that. That's why I don't finish <laughs> Roguelikes. So. I'm playing Psychonauts 2 now. I don't know if I'll get back to Hades. Um, but, yeah, it, it's Hades. Everyone knows about it. Yeah. You're not going to have that problem with Last of Don't worry. Good, like, good. I guarantee you. <laughs> I want linear... Quality uh, uh, games and uh, and that's probably why I pivoted to Psychonauts too because it does that and uh, pivoting to Last Soul in spring I, 2022 question mark uh,
1: Yeah, the question mark is is really important. <laughs> I, 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 I listened to your your previous podcast where you say well you know. These dates are like a reference, but <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, it's it's really difficult because our goal is to uh, release the game for as well Xbox, PlayStation, uh, Mac, Windows, um, uh, Nintendo Switch, and Steam Deck. Ambitious. So it's really ambitious, uh, but that's uh, we, we're figuring out the plan with uh, with the publisher. That's was this was one of the most important things on the um, on the deal, you know, on the agreement, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But right now, I have to focus on on getting the uh, the funding or using the Kickstarter campaign for finishing mm-hmm. what I have right now, which is going to take me around uh, six months. Uh, mm-hmm. So th- those are my calculations, you know. Uh, okay. I have everything writing, but. You never know when you know that line of code. That's oh my god! What the heck is happening? And then you you're gonna spend one day trying to figure out something that you yeah I don't know a plus you put the wrong way. Um, <laughs> one so, one
0: spelling error, one missing letter.
1: Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's that's yeah, that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> and so, uh, and I didn't realize you had a family of two kids. You got a yeah, yeah. family. You know, I, we're on this podcast. We we recognize there's obviously a lot of um, tough decisions that have to get made during game development, especially when you have obligations to a publisher or yeah. deadlines that can't move. And I think a lot of times, as we know, you know family suffers um, yeah. to hit yeah. those deadlines. And I'm sure that's something that's probably front of your mind as you're laying out all these timelines. Like, you know, Sometimes kids break their leg and then you're spending all afternoon yeah. in the ER and then that's an afternoon you're not making your game and that pushes things back.
1: Yep, that's uh, that's really difficult. I got to say that first I have, a, I think, the most wonderful and beautiful wife in the world. Uh-huh. Uh, it's extremely supportive. Uh, luckily, we we still can't... I, I mean, I I did some money... Uh, To dedicate for the last year on uh, to this, but Mm -hmm. right now is 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 she you know She is is she basically that she decided to believe in me and to continue this process and uh, And and now as the time pass we see you know It's I I have the proof that look at that look what is happening around so we Mm -hmm. have to continue because This is definitely the 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 right way people loves uh, People love a bop the the hero of our game mm. um and uh yeah i i think that it's definitely the moment to say let's let's finish this um, good and that's what a, where we are
0: what a hopeful note i think to leave uh, this episode on uh and yeah thank you tony so much for coming on and talking to us <laughs> about last soul and, and shooting the shit with me about canadian games and news and events really appreciate it my pleasure Uh, And that's it for episode number 196 of the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. If you want to help us keep the site running covering the Canadian Game Dev scene, you can support us over on Patreon.com slash CanadianGameDevs. Backing us there will get you two-day early access to the podcast, a special channel on our Discord, and if you back us at $5 a month or higher, we will consider you a credited patron and put your name at the end of every episode like these folks Thank you so much to Aaron McLeod, play David Winter, David Nagy, Daniel Miller, Doug Z, Eric Beer, and Eleanor, Elizabeth Avery, Jean Leggett, Kai Hutchins, Meowth Leon, Nicholas Azarko, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, Sean Hayden, Slaughter and Stacy H. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. Drop us a review if you want underneath on Apple or whatever site you're on. If it doesn't offer any way to leave a review, contact at canadiangamedevs.com. Tony, where can people find you on the internet if you want them to?
1: Oh, yes. I want you to find me. And the way to find me is to get to woolen.com, which -hmm. is W-U-L-U-M.com. And there you can join first our newsletter to keep you updated about everything that we are doing. You have <laughs> exclusive content that only our subscribers has access to. And uh, also uh, to support us for the Kickstarter campaign and help us spread the word. Uh, we have 500 followers right now for the pre-campaign and uh, our goal is to get to 2,000. So, we get to 2000 tomorrow and the Kickstarter campaign will be launched.
0: So <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'll put links to both of those, of course, in the show notes. So if you don't want to pull out your, your Google, scroll down, click the links. Uh, I'm going to back it. I'm very excited. I'm impressed with the demo and Thanks. I love what you're doing, Tony. Uh, and yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you once again, Tony. Uh, yep. Oh, I always like to ask, where did Woolum come from? What's the inspiration for the studio name?
1: Oh, I would love to say that it's something like It's uh, My Ancestors or something like that But the mm-hmm. real thing is that it was, avail- it was available on the, <laughs> on the domain You and know what?
0: <laughs> that's, that's all you need sometimes
1: <laughs> Yeah, it, and I want to just two syllables And say, William, it sounds cool, yeah yeah. And asked a couple of friends they say, Yeah, it sounds cool, okay, let's do it <laughs>
0: Hey, I like it Yeah uh... <laughs> It, it feels like woolly to me is what I, my head, like my brain th- cloud associates with. And uh, um, that's nice. Nice and comfortable. Woolly nice. games. woolly games. Nice. It's good. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Until next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye.